this is Tiara. Hello, this is Allie. And this is the Goddess Vibration. Welcome. This topic is quite a topic. <laughs> I would say this is the reason why we have this podcast. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, we're going to talk about an entity. So for context, Allie and I are uh, high priestess energies with goddess frequency. We can chat with many, many entities. And one of those entities is an entity that I call D. And it's so funny because whenever we do this and we're like, we're going to talk about an entity, I do go to the entity and I ask permission to talk about the entity. So D is an entity with which I have multiple lifetimes of experience with. And I asked him if I could talk about that in this podcast. And it's so funny because the discussion went in a way I wasn't really expecting it to go because I was just thinking he'd be like, oh, yeah, sure. But I asked and he was like, well, why? <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, I don't have a response for that. Uh, because there's a lot of valuable information in our story that I think other people should know. And he was like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, well, you know, I think there's a lot of valuable lessons in our story that could help many, many people. And I think the story needs to be shared. And then he was like, okay, um, I think that's fine. And then I said to him, you know, I promise not to bash you or anything like that. But I do and will be honest about some of the things that happened between us and some of the things that you did. And he was like, okay, I understand. I'm curious to see what you guys have to say. And so, you know that they're watching. You know that oh, they're yeah. just like, you know that they're all surrounding us right now, watching <laughs> Peanut Gallery is ready to go. The universe told us that this story is their favorite reality TV show. <laughs> and I'm not joking. I'm going to say some things. Like, this story is just, there's going to be some things. And I know it sounds like we're making it up. It sounds fake. But I swear to you, all of this is 100% fact. If you do divination, you can use divination to, you know, see whether we're telling facts and being truthful. We 100% are being truthful with you guys. Again, there's a reason why we have this podcast. So if you use tarot and, you know, you're like, hey, is this authentic? Are they being real with us? Uh, you will probably see Major Arcana. Um, and then if you use any other divination tools, you will probably just want to ask in a yes, no format. Um, so I just wanted to tell you guys, you know, give you guys that little tidbit before I dive into the story. Um, I posted, what did I post? Oh no, I posted a comment on someone's TikTok related to one of the things that happened. And it was story. about messing, wasn't it about like messing with the archangels or something like that? Yes, it was related to incarnation. Now, yeah. I haven't gotten permission to share that, but I just kind of, you know, briefly touched on that. And oh my God, I'm still getting comments from people asking me to talk about the entire situation. And I'm just like, man. So I just felt it was easier to just do a podcast. So that's what this is about. Let's do it. Let's start. So Allie's loosely integrated with this story because Dee and she also have a history that's related in the past life. Uh, so she will add her commentary. 
But um, with that little disclaimer I provided earlier about the goddess frequency, you guys now know that we have the ability to communicate with multiple entities, including those who have deceased. So a while back, I'm not going to say when, but a while back, uh, a figure, a public figure passed away. Again, you'll never know who this individual was, but they did have a public profile. So a long, long time ago, years and years ago, this happened. And this energy came through to me um, at this point, maybe a couple months ago. And it was interesting because I had sort of loosely followed the circumstances behind this individual's passing back then. And it was, it was sad. And I just remember kind of like exploring that a little bit. And I wanted to somehow support his family. Uh, because again, because it was public, you, you could like easily go online and kind of see some of the commentary. So I think like I went to one of the social media platforms and just kind of commented on um, one of his loved ones who was grieving and I just kind of provided some support. And this was at a time when I was starting to get grow into my mediumship gifts. So they weren't 100% there, but they were starting to develop. So I had connected to entities in the past through emotion and knew that that's what I was doing, but I hadn't really like put two to two to two together to be like, oh, I'm a full blown medium. Cause I didn't, I just, I hadn't thought that far. I knew I could channel, but I hadn't considered that channelers are also mediums. Wasn't um, this experience, wasn't this experience for you, your, I don't know, intro, your entry into mediumship? It was in a really big way. And I'll get into that. Okay. So this energy comes through and is telling me their circumstances behind his death. And I'm just like, oh, no, no, no. Hold on. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Who are you? And this energy was like, oh, I'm such and such. And I'm like, there's no way, right? Like, there's no freaking way. I don't know you. We have never connected in the physical. Like, there's no way. And he was like, I came through to you because of the support you provided to my family. And then I was just like, oh, okay. So I created an energetic connection. Okay, very interesting. Now, some of you guys who are mediums or have that ability will probably think about how to validate some of the information that a deceased entity gives you. And I think that that's really important so that you know that the energy coming through isn't like a deception or trying to like deceive you. So I did ask him that and I was like, so prove to me that you are who you are. And I get an image of a hand with a piece of jewelry, like being lifted up. And it's like a, this, this beautiful piece of jewelry. It looks like a gold chain. And so I was like, huh, that's interesting. So I go online to look for this and either someone this person may have known or maybe someone connected to this energy and you can find anything on google right so i just i kind of do a brief google search and i see a photo of him with a relative 
wearing the exact same. And when I tell you that it was like the exact same chain that I saw, I was like, holy shit, like this is happening. Oh, great. This is going to be an experience. So I'm like, all right, I got validation. Now I'm sitting here like, I do not know what to do with this information. Like, I don't know this person. I don't know their family. I have no connection to their family or their loved ones. I know that I don't want to be involved with this really. I don't want to be in the media. I don't, I don't, I don't really want to be associated with this. So I sit on this information and I don't know what to do with it. So I'm like, you know what? Let me see if I can get more clarity and I don't know, get better at this mediumship thing. So this energy sticks around, right? Like he's not going anywhere. I can feel him there all the time. And he starts to like, once I start to like dive into, into the mediumship a little bit more, he starts telling me more information about our past lives and like that our souls know each other and that we have these past lives together and that we went through all this stuff together. And I'm just like, what? Like, no way. So I go to this mediumship class and there's an instructor there who she does um, what's called, and she encourages us to do um, this exercise where you kind of go into the middle of the room and you channel for people there. And she also does it. So at the end of our training, she goes into the middle of the room and starts channeling for all of us. And she hones in on me. And I'm like, oh, this should be interesting. And she is like, there is this man attached to your aura. And he is indicating being an entertainer or like being public somehow. And I was just like, oh, shit, this is him. Like, I know it's him. And when I tell you, like, she describes him, I'm not going to say what she describes, but she describes him, like, to the T, like, 100% to the T. And she indicates him and, like, kind of indicates that he's supporting and, and or guiding. And I'm just like, man, what? So it gives me further, further validation that I'm not losing my mind, right? Because I kept going back and forth. I'm like, am I losing my mind? Is this real? Is this real? Am I losing my mind? That situation validated that what I was experiencing was real. So I'm like, okay, this is a real thing. Tell me more to it, to, to him. And at this point, again, we're just calling him D. I'm like, tell me more about our history. So he tells me that we have been involved in 17 lifetimes and that in these lifetimes. 17 lifetimes or 17 timelines? 17 timelines. I guess there's yeah. a difference. I didn't realize there was a difference, but there is a there, difference. There is because you've had way more than 17 lifetimes with this. That's entity. what I thought. So like, yeah, I was a little confused about that because I'm like 17. That doesn't sound like a lot. But yeah, he said 17 timelines. And interesting tidbit. This is when I started seeing the number 17 everywhere, everywhere. And to this day, I still see the number 17 everywhere. So maybe that's significant. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so he says 17. And then I'm like, okay, well, I want to know about these. So over the course of the next couple of weeks, I keep seeing tidbits and little fragments of other timelines with him. And I'm just like, huh, interesting. Huh, interesting. Huh, interesting. Very interesting. Um, 
Now, all this time, I'm trying to figure out what this whole connection is. And my mind was going insane, like insane, like spinning a thousand miles per hour. And I remember one situation where I was in my office. I couldn't sleep. I think I was just like lying on the floor because sometimes I'll just go in my office and lie on the floor. And I had um, I have these string lights on my wall that are off and they have a button on them. You hold the button for 20 seconds and then they like flash and turn on. So I remember just laying there, the lights are off and my mind is just like going insane and I can't sleep. And I'm thinking about the situation. And I'm like, how is this happening? How is this possible? Like, you know, what, what, who's this energy? Like, is he lying? Blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden the string lights turn on. Right. And then I'm like, what? I have never seen this happen. Am I being haunted? What's going on? So I go to tarot and I'm like, who did this? And I pull two cards. I pull one card that's the King of Swords, which I associate with him. And I pull another card, which is the King of Wands, which indicates another energy. And I knew immediately because the King of Swords came out first. I was like, oh, this was him. This was you. And I was just like, oh, okay, you're here. You're not going anywhere. Very interesting. Thank you. And I think I actually was able to fall asleep after that, which is kind of funny. Um, so after a while, like, we're just kind of talking. And at this point, I'm assuming he's a spirit guide, right? Like, he's here all the time. He's he's giving advice. I, I didn't talk about this, but in that session with the medium where she, when she picked up his energy, she was like, he says that at your job, you are a perfectionist and the people that work under you, you want their work to be perfect too. And I was like, how the fuck does he know that? that? We haven't talked about that. What? So yeah. So I'm just like, I I assume that he's a guide because he's like giving this guide type wisdom and knowledge. And knows Um, so much about you. And knows so much about me. And he also knew that I internalize a lot of my stress instead of finding an outlet for it. And when I do that, that I shut down. So he gave me a dream. And guides can do this, by the way. By the way, if you have guides, they can get into your dreams and give you messages. So he did that one night. And he gave me this message about expressing my angst and stress and sending it outward into an activity as opposed to internalizing it, which to this day is some of the most profound wisdom I have ever received. Like I utilize that to this day. Um, so, so yeah, so I'm like, oh, he's a spirit guide. Cool. Um, so after a while, I start to get emotions that out of nowhere. And if you know anything about past lives, you know that if there is trauma or hurt or pain from a past life, that stays there until you clear it. So I started to manifest these emotions of heartbreak and hurt and like having been harmed associated with him. And I didn't know why it was there. So I started to get a little confused. I was just like, you know, I'm feeling like there is something off about this whole situation. And I don't know why it's associated with him. I don't know what's going on with this. And eventually my soul was like, we're not talking to him anymore. This hurts too much. 
And so I, I did eventually shut down to him. And eventually I started sensing that he was like getting flustered. Like, why isn't she talking to me? Why aren't you talking to me? I'm not here to hurt you. Please talk to me. Please talk to me. So I enlist my friend Allie because lo and behold, Allie has this incredible gift where she can quantum jump. So I sort of talked to Allie a little bit about this and Allie's on the case, right? Like she, it's so funny because I don't think that we consciously had decided this is what we were going to do. It just sort of happened. So she stumbles upon some timelines in which I was harmed by D in some of the worst possible ways. Like the worst thing that you could do to another person, D did to me. And I'm just like, what? Like, what? What? Are you serious? Um, so now I feel validated for the pain that I've suddenly started to feel associated to this entity. Well, so, go ahead. We, we didn't know why you felt so hurt. And it didn't just happen where Tiara started assigning me missions as we like to call them yeah it started with d showing me when tiara started to ignore d d started to come to me and he just started taking over my life so there is this the universe works in really interesting ways. It's not only that spirit guides can take over your dreams, they can take over your media. Like Mm, he was on my television and I was (laughs) like, I don't have anything to do with this entity. Like what is going on? And Tiara was like, Oh, that's probably for me. And so he was trying to reach me to get to her. And it started with him he's the one who implanted my dream. Like he wanted to show me something and I woke up the next morning and I was like, Tiara, I just had the weirdest dream. And so I'm explaining it to her (laughs) and she was like, Oh my God, that has to be for me. And then she was like, well, why are you, why are you getting these dreams? We didn't know. And then as I was kind of opening up and discovering my gift with quantum jumping tiara was like i think you can visit other timelines and i was like i don't know maybe it's been developing i'm working on it and she was like all right well let's see if we can utilize this and so she comes to me and she was just like i need you i'm sending you on a mission and i need you to go and find the timeline where this happened because d would show tiara some things like a happier timeline or a or just a more traumatic timeline and she was just like I need you to go find and see and see if you can find and tell me what happened and it took a while but I started to I started being able to visit these timelines and witness or view or be a part of these stories and it blew both of our minds it just blew completely both of our minds and I don't know if 
D was a fan of it. Like he was just like, oh, you weren't supposed to see that. Or I don't, I don't really know how it all works. I just know that it started happening and that really assisted and helped in the development of this story. So wasn't the first timeline the one where it was like the 50s and it was you guys were gambling? The 20s. The 20s. Was that the first one? Yes. (laughs) And he purposely and he purposely showed me that. I remember I I think you were still in contact with him and you had asked him, like, did you plant this? Like, did you purposely mean to show this to Allie? And it was a yes. But then the couple few after that, he was like, no, I didn't show her that. I just think I found it. So wasn't the first dream the dream? So you said the first dream was a dream in the 20s. Can you share a little bit of some of the detail that you saw? Because the details you described to me like blew my freaking mind. And... (laughs) It was so, so crazy because you described some stuff that when you described it, it started to make sense. Like the energies, it started to make sense. So if you could share what you saw, that would be fantastic. Of course. So I believe I went back into the 1920s. It felt very 1920s vibe. It was in old old New York City, Manhattan, and it was this underground gambling. Pretty sure it was probably illegal or it was just high stakes. And we were playing Texas Hold'em. And D was not a very good poker player at all. Right. <laughs> um, he was there and... I remember talking to Tiara about this and she's like, oh my God, what did he look like? And I was describing him, what he was wearing. And she was like, oh my God, that's him. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just, I was just beating him. I was winning so much money that night. Oh, it was a good night. And Tiara and I had, was, were, we were roommates. We were living together. And, you know, considering the fact of how much money I was winning, we lived in a dump. Really? <laughs> I remember <laughs> that detail. We, like, lived in a room with bunk beds. And we were, I don't know, maybe in our late teens. Oh, well, no. We were in our early 20s. And we lived in a dump. And it was just a room with bunk beds. And it Oh, was- my God. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, I just won hundreds of thousands of dollars. And here we are living in a dump. <laughs> that is interesting. I do not remember that detail. And I remember that he, the game was over and he had come in and he was here to see Tiara. And he had made some comment to me about like, he made some snarky comment to me about like, thanks for taking all my money. And I like snapped back at him and said, you have a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe maybe you should explore that. (laughs) (laughs) And I kind of knew from that interaction that him and I have 
had a very interesting history. Like that wasn't the first time that we had shared past lives together. And I would say that it's all very intertwined with my bond with Tiara because I've been, you know, we've been at this for thousands of years. And so he was visiting her and Dee had a lot of secrets. I'm not going to go into all those secrets, but he had a lot of secrets and I obviously knew a lot of them. And so it was this very interesting dynamic of, you know, me needing to protect Tiara, but also him trying to use and manipulate me uh, because of his fame or power or whatever it was. And so we had this very interesting dynamic of secrets and lies and manipulation. Um, and so I had left and I had gone to some fast food joint in the 20s and then I woke up. Okay, so what Ali left out was that there was a part of this where D and I engage in explicit activity. Ex- okay, I wasn't sure if you wanted me to share that part. No, I wasn't sure. It's important because it's 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 part of the dynamic that we have shared for all these lifetimes was a romantic one because it, it, I, I discovered that D is actually a part of my soul family. And we often incarnate with members of our soul family as lovers or brothers and sisters or, you know, children. So for us, it had always been a romantic dynamic. It just turns out that it was one that was quite toxic, which I didn't learn till later. But yeah, so I just wanted to add that tidbit because it's kind of important to the dynamic of that we share. That makes sense. So that sort of like really gave me context. And that's when I was like, okay, there is a lot more here than meets the eye. And he isn't telling me everything. And now I'm starting to get a little flustered, right? Because I'm like, this this entity might have an ulterior motive. And here I am trusting him as my guide, like thinking he's guiding me. So... Just so you guys are aware, your soul can operate independently of the conscious mind. If you don't have a firm grasp over your soul, especially if it's a very wounded soul, and you don't have a firm grasp over that, the soul can do things without your knowledge. So I did not know this, but once... I discovered Allie's ability to do what she can do. My soul and Dee concocted this whole thing that they were going to try to do this to cheat the system. So at one point, I was like, I don't know where I got this idea. I think I had been like on TikTok and I was seeing videos on astral travel. Now, I have always wanted to astral travel It's just something that I could never do because I can't sleep on my back. And they say, you need to be able to sleep on your your back, blah, blah, blah. I just can't do that. And so I've never been able to achieve it. I've come close a couple of times and then always freaked out. So I was like, you know, I'd really love to astral travel. Is there a guide here who can help me? And then Dee's like, oh, yeah, you know, I can help you. And I'm like, all right, cool. Little did I know that the whole 
time, or at least after that point, my soul and V were coming up with some scheming plan to like go behind the system and try to break the spiritual rules and try to astral travel and dream dream walk to learn the lessons more quickly or get ahead of the lessons or get ahead of the karma. I don't fucking know, but it was, it was some scheming stuff. And I didn't find out about it till way, way later. So this is sort of where I started to get angry. Uh, I realized that Dee's not being truthful with me. I realized that I've been deceived. And I realized that, well, I guess this wasn't really a realization. It was just my perception. Um, And my perception was that I was done wrong and that this whole experience was fucked up, right? Like, here I am thinking, why was I placed in this experience in this situation in the way that I was? At this point, this is where I started to realize that I was losing my spiritual gifts. And it's so interesting because I couldn't tell if it was like a punishment and I, or I couldn't tell if it was just emotional. I think it was a little bit of both because what my soul and D were scheming to do was a big no-no and it was a violation of the spiritual rules. And it was also an abuse of the goddess frequency. And it, it kind of sucks because again, your soul can go and do things without the con- your conscious knowledge or awareness. And it sucks to be punished for something that I had no conscious awareness of. But I still understood, right? At the end of the day, like, I, I get it. So after a while, I realized that I can no longer talk to D. Like, I try to reach for him. He's not there. I ask him to come to me. I can't hear him. And I also realized that I can't seem to channel or do mediumship either. So... I start to realize that I've gotten to this place now where I no longer have access to my spiritual gifts. And then that pissed me off. So now I'm just like angry at the universe, right? (laughs) Which is not a good place to be in. But yeah, I I was a little angry at the universe. And I was just like, why was I placed in this situation? Like, I feel like I was deceived by everyone everywhere. And so I was like, you know, I've lost my gifts, but you know what, whatever. I don't want to talk to anyone anyway. I don't want to talk to any spirits. I don't want to talk to any entities. I don't want to talk to my spirit guides. I don't want to talk to my angel guide. So fine. So at this point, all of my guides and entities are going to Allie. Poor Allie. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Allie. They were all going to Allie. Well, I try to make sense of what this experience was. And it wasn't until later that I learned that there was a lesson in all of this. It wasn't until later that I really learned that it wasn't about losing my gifts. It was about discovering the toxic dynamic that me and Dee share. And it was a very toxic dynamic because it was a type of dynamic where I would always appease him And I gave my power to him and that allowed him to deceive me and betray me in very, very terrible ways. 
And it was a dynamic that we were stuck in for thousands and thousands of years. So, gosh, this is going to have to be a two-parter. We already knew it would be. No, we really, really, really know that it would be. So, yes, you can lose your gifts. And it was so interesting because Allie was talking to some angels about it. And some of them had indicated that me losing my gifts was karmic, which makes sense. It it makes absolute sense. Now, the only thing is just I wasn't sure if it was permanent. And I was worried that it was. And so that kind of left my emotions spiraling even further because now I'm like, oh, gosh, I've permanently lost these beautiful abilities and I don't know what to do about it. So it really took me a few weeks to navigate a true underlying lesson. But within that time, like I was angry and I was distrusting and I was there for a while. So you were there too long. And I only and I only say that because I was taking the brunt of everything Tiara was going through and they her guides all came to me all of them all of them like (laughs) I just I was like what is this like what is this dynamic and they actually your angel guide came to me and was like so I have an assignment for you I need you to like take care of Tiara and really nurture Tiara through this and I didn't really have a choice. I mean, I would have done it anyway because, I mean, I love Tiara, but, like, I didn't really have a choice. They, He was kind of asking, but at the same time assigning. And I didn't really know what I was agreeing to. And then it just started happening. Like, D came to me all the time. Her angel guide came to me. Obsessed. Obsessed. Yeah, D was so obsessed. Like, Obsessed, obsessed, like multiple times a day trying to reach me, trying to get to me. And I didn't understand it. I was like, I don't want to talk to you. Like, why are you bothering? But he didn't give up. Like, it didn't even matter that I did not want to interact with him, which I thought was really strange. So persistent. So persistent. They they have all been so persistent. And that's when it really started spiral spiraling even for me because I was so overwhelmed I was just like okay well I guess my life is not my life anymore this my my life is Tiara's life um if I felt like I have been an an honorary added member to her soul family and it just it was crazy it's been crazy for Tiara I think you lost your gifts for like two and a half three months it was like three months yeah yeah and it was just three months of checking you need to check in on her you need to be guiding her this is the information you need to guide her you need to help her figure this out you need to like be you need to be her guide you need to be her teacher you need to be able to use your abilities and kind of get her to see the bigger picture and as exhausting as it was, I will say it was a wonderful learning experience. Um, you know, even though there were times that I got frustrated and I was like, Tiara, I can't deal with this shit anymore. I'm done. Um, 
I've been really trying to look at the bigger picture, the more positive side of it. And I will say it was an amazing experience. And I wasn't a channeler. Around the time that Tiara lost her gifts is when my channeling story kicked in. Yeah, that's right. My ability to have learned channeling was amazing. Like, Tiara was like, I cannot believe that you picked it up. She was like, I think you're channeling better than me after like four weeks of me channeling. Mm -hmm. It was it was just such a wild experience. Right. And the story isn't over. So (laughs) I'm going to share more in part two about why this whole dynamic developed in the first place and what ended up happening to Dee, which, oh, my gosh, is a story in and of itself. And it has to do with Allie's house and oh my god the whole thing is just a hot cluster we call this story the divine clusterfuck and the entire universe is tuned into it so now you guys get to tune into it so I will share more about that in part two because we're already at 39 minutes and that's crazy until next time All right. Until next time, you guys, thank you for tuning in. You know where to find us online, www.goddessvibrationstudio.com. Oh my gosh, I almost forgot that. (laughs) And please follow us on TikTok. Thank you. And we will reconvene with part two. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.